Welcome to Solutions from the Huddle, where we discuss meaningful business topics to add value to your efforts. Titus Bartolotta is a certified business coach that's often hired for one-on-one coaching, corporate training, and speaking engagements. Now, here's your host, Titus Bartolotta. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to Solutions from the Huddle. I am your host, Titus Bartolotta. I'm so excited that you tuned in to, to have another moment with me and with the show we're so excited to bring meaningful business and life topics to the greater Charlotte region. Uh, and we're so grateful that you, out of all the things that you could be doing, tuned in to listen to us. So we hope to add some value to your life. Uh, this show is powered by Collaborative Solutions Group. I'm a certified business and life coach, and I am dedicated to bringing really wonderful people to the airways that can add value to your efforts. And that's what we're doing here. We like to start every show the same way, and so we ask that you'll join us. And we do that in prayer. Lord, we give you thanks for all things, this show, and we ask that you bless all aspects of it, our guests, our sponsors, everyone involved. Let the words of our mouth and the meditation of our heart be acceptable in your sight. Amen. Amen. So today I normally introduce my co-host, but what we're doing is something really special. I wanted to make an entire show all about one of my favorite people, uh, one of the folks that inspires me that stretches me, that supports me. I wanted to have a show where we learn a little bit more about the amazing, wonderful Chris Allison. Uh, and so here's the truth. Chris grew up in central Canvas, uh, Kansas. rather. He moved to Charlotte in 2013. Uh, he and his wife, Reba, have eight children. No, you did not hear that wrong. That's eight <laughs> children. That's two and a half basketball teams. Um, <laughs> he's currently the director of sales at 730 AM the game here on ESPN Charlotte. He's the co-host of Solutions from the Huddle. He's the voiceover for lots of things that you've listened to. He's my friend, Chris Allison. Hi, Titus. Good morning. Thanks for the opportunity. We we kind of flipped the script a few weeks ago when I had the opportunity to do a show with you about you and talked about Collaborative Solutions Group and everything that you're involved in here in the Charlotte area. And so now you're 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 making me pay that price. That's right. That's right. I said, listen. <laughs> Um, we checked the ratings. Yeah. About six and a half people listened when it was about me. Um, but the study shows that when we talk, when Chris talks more, it's, a, it's in the millions that listen. So, uh, so listen, this is going to be a really treat for each and every listener. We're going to get to learn a little bit more about Chris. So, Chris, let me start here. Mm-hmm. I, you're involved in radio today, but you were involved in radio 20 plus years ago. It's, this is not something you've done over a weekend. Where did it start? Tell me about the six-year-old Chris. When people go, what do you want to be when you get older? And kids say Batman or firefighters. That You wanted to do this. Is right. that right? Yeah. It's, it's, you know, it probably goes back to maybe even that age that you just mentioned. Like okay. six, seven years old when, uh, you know, I'm 46. So I grew up without the luxury of having 200 television channels to choose from. There you, go. you know, I mean, when I was a kid, it was channel three through 13. <laughs> that was, that was it, it. You yeah. know, for a while. Sure. That was it. And so, you know, watching sporting events was, um, you know, it, it wasn't as accessible. For instance, I was a huge Royals fan. We may have at the time when I was a little child, when I was six, seven years old, we may have at the time had the chance to watch 10 games a year, 12 wow. games a year. Okay. So, 
every night I would go to bed, I would have the radio on. Yeah, and I'd listen, yeah. listen to Fred White and Denny Matthews, and Denny's still doing games to this day, by the way, wow. for Kansas City. Um, but I would listen to their broadcast, and that's how I would, I would listen to the game. I'd often stay up later than mom and dad wanted me to, they, you know, the, but they knew what I was doing. I was laying there listening to the 6th, 7th, 8th, and ninth inning of Royals baseball games. And I think that's where the passion came from, right? So um, these guys had the ability to draw uh, to to allow me to visualize what was going on at a stadium three hours away, and I got it. I could see it. I could feel it. And Did you notice that they could speak? In such a way that painted a picture better than most people. Did you did you notice that they were skilled and talented? Mm-hmm. But maybe your buddy in school would tell you what happened over the weekend, and he his play by play wasn't quite the same. Did, did you notice that? I mean, I'm six, so <laughs> you know, six, seven, eight years old. I don't know. I, all I knew was I is I had to know what was happening in those baseball games. I yeah. was a fan. Yeah. And so I laid down and I turned the radio on. That was my only, was my only uh, window to the world of baseball at the time, outside of the 10 or 12 broadcasts that we received um, in our hometown of those games. So that's where it started. Okay. And I always just, I felt like to myself, all right, that's what I want to do. I want to I want to do play-by-play for baseball. That's kind of where it all, all began. Um, once I learned to keep score, like literally keep a scorebook of baseball, which was maybe at the age of nine or ten, uh, and and by this time, uh, so I'm, I'm maybe it's even eleven or twelve. I live at like fifth grade, some, somewhere in there, where um, we did get more baseball games on television. And like mom, you know, mom would come home from work, and there I am. You know, this is where the nerd comes out in me a little bit. But there I would be scoring the baseball game, watching it on television, and calling it with the volume down. That's awesome. Right? So, so, the, so those moments happened. And that's, you know, that, that's when I knew, okay, radio is probably somewhere. Um, it, it, it's, that's the career route I should go. I want to go. That's, I, I've got to figure out a way to get involved in the radio world. Even though I was only fifth, sixth grade at the time, um, you know, it, and it even... Fast forward a little bit to being 14 and 15 years old, and now you're going to bed a little later. Maybe that baseball game's over, and I found I found Larry King live on the radio, and I'm okay. like, man, you know this is pretty cool. So I'm listening to AM um, call-in talk radio at that age. I even called in several times wow. and was on the air with him, and wow. you know, and I'm you know again I'm like at this time you know middle school, early in high school, and and. You know, so yeah, yeah, I was a little bit of a radio nerd. That's exciting. Yeah. So here's a question: Like, I remember when I was that age, wanting to swing the bat like my favorite ball players. Uh, many people probably right now they're visualizing mm-hmm. themselves going. I tried to do a crossover like like Michael Jordan, or I tried mm-hmm. to swing a bat like such mm-hmm. and such. Did you find yourself trying to have the inflections? Like some of these these idols that you listen to, because mm-hmm. the way they would say things, or you know, tune in. Did you did you find yourself trying to come up with your own catchphrases, or maybe mimic some of their actions? Of course, you know. And back in those days, you know, the 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 one station that was um, accessible was WGN out of Chicago, and they carried every single Chicago Cubs game. Oh wow! Okay. Most of those games were afternoon games because Wrigley did not have lights at the time, and so of course it's Harry Carey, right? So you, yeah, so, so you start emulating and. You know, <laughs> sometimes that could be a bad example um, because by the seventh inning, he slurred his words. But um, <laughs> well, it's, I don't know how yes. bad Will Ferrell made a career off of imitating yes, the guy on Saturday Night Live. Yes, so, he did. Yeah. Um, but yeah, sure. I mean, you find yourself, you know, emulating these people. And, um, you know, I even had, 
you know, not to fast forward too quickly through this, but, um, you know, eventually when I did get into radio and, 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 you know, I started working part-time in radio in high school and, um, uh, you know, eventually I got to meet like these two Royals broadcasters I talked about, you know, I got, to, I got the opportunity to meet them. I got the opportunity to sit into the, in, in the booth with them and, wow. and, and sit right behind them and watch them call a couple of innings of a game. And, you know, it, and that just validated, I'm like, I'm doing this. This right? is what this I want to do. I'm going to do, right? This is it. All right. But yeah. don't, don't fast forward. Yeah. So, so bring us back. So you're 14, 15 years old. Mm-hmm. You, you're calling in, you find Larry King live, you, <laughs> you realize that this, this, idea and passion of calling games could go even further than that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it could just be this radio personality, this person running a show mm-hmm. and painting pictures for people through their words. You find this at fourteen, fifteen, and then what? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so by the time I was a sophomore in high school, you know, I, 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 I always worked. So 16 years old, I had a job at a bookstore and, and video rental store. Uh, I had a job at the same time at a bowling alley. So I had two jobs there, and I had a thir- I added a third job, which was the radio station. So sure. I had three jobs yeah. uh, for a, a, an extended period of time in high school. The radio job uh, was a overnight job on weekends. So it was Friday night from 10 p.m. to 6 a.m., Saturday night from 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. So it's, um, you know, 16 hours a week Yeah, uh, running the board, doing weather forecasts and news updates and, you know, and, and just learning in that realm, you know, just learning hands-on what this whole thing's all about. Yeah. And back then, automation in radio was just coming alive where, um, where, where you didn't have your commercials on 8-track tapes anymore which is what, you know, I would grab an 8-track, put it in, play it. That's how the commercials played. Automation was just starting to come about where um, owners of radio stations were learning just after this period that, you know what, I don't have to have someone at the, at the radio station 24 hours a day. Thank goodness that didn't happen until after I had learned the, the, the art form of radio or the, the, the career of it because it's so much more difficult today mm. for anyone. Like, if there's people out, out there right now like me when I, finding a passion for this, you know, today, when they're high school or early college, it's hard to get in. Yeah, you know, because you have everything's automated. You don't need the part time help anymore. Sure. So it's much more difficult to get in. But back then, I found my way in, and worked a little, many, many overnights, and and did everything I could just to learn the craft. Yeah. What What takes you from the passion of wanting to be in the studio and learning the craft mm-hmm. to seeing it? go past an enjoyable hobby. And here's what I mean by that. You enjoyed the act of doing it. Mm-hmm. At what point did you realize that you could monetize this? It could become mm-hmm. what an, what adults called careers. Right. 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 So I graduated college at Fort Hayes State University, which, um, and still that whole time I was working out, I was working part-time at a station there um, and trying to learn more of the play-by-play aspect of it at that time and, and running the board and for games and, you know, which is back at the studio playing the commercials and just trying to learn that aspect of it at that time. But I graduated with an English degree, a, a um, an, an education English degree, and I taught high school English for two years. Wow. And so... He's still working part time at the radio stations um, in 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 these two different cities. One being where I graduated college, and I eventually moved back to my hometown to teach one year. And and I was halfway through that second year of teaching, which was I enjoyed it. I didn't think I was a great teacher. I was a pushover. I was an easy A. I was that guy. Okay. Um, but my passion was still in radio, and so I got offered a job halfway through that second year. 
And uh, back at the radio station I started at in my hometown, and the, and the sports director there said, they're going to allow me to hire a sports assistant full-time. Would you be that guy? And I said, absolutely. Can I, <laughs> can I finish my year of, of teaching? So I had one more, you know, I had six months of that. If you'll wait for me, I'll join you in, in June of 97, and that's what happened. Wow. And so from that point on, June of 1997 through uh, today, I have worked in this industry. Do you think full time? Do you think? And, and, and the truth is, mo- most people can't say they've done any one thing for that period of time. So that's pretty incredible that the focus and dedication you've had to what was your passion and dream mm-hmm. as a child sustains through today. Would you say that the education, that English degree, did that play a role in your ability to be a more polished, seasoned professional, understanding human language, understanding how to teach, how to articulate and mm-hmm. communicate so that somebody receives it? Because that's really a lot of the skill that you would find in somebody that's doing play-by-play mm-hmm. or even somebody that cuts a, a radio ad. At the end of the day, you have to articulate it so that somebody understands it and gets it. How big of a role did that play in you being so great today? Yeah, You know, I think education, just the opportunity to go through four and a half years of college and, and the opportunity to, to meet the challenges that were in front of me, um, pass the classes, yeah. you know, read these huge books that I didn't enjoy reading, um, sometimes going the cliff note route, you know, but <laughs> finding your way through it. Sure. Um, yeah, sure. I mean, you know, just maybe even more so on just meeting those challenges and understanding okay. that it's not always easy and, and yet you can do it. Right. Yeah, and so don't give up. Right. Exactly. So there's a lot of that. And of course the communication aspect of it too is, is, is part of it. Um, but I, you know, I feel like I feel like it, it, it certainly didn't hurt, right? So I, yeah. I get this college degree, and I'm not necessarily acting on that college degree. Yeah. But I, would, I wouldn't give that one back, right? Sure. I wouldn't give it back. Before we go to break, um, what about the folks that get a degree in something, but it, it's not their passion? Mm-hmm. How far, how long do you give it a shot before you go, you know <laughs> what, my heart's not on fire doing this thing. I need to bust a U-turn. Well, if you got opportunity and, you know, it's, I, I gave it a year and a half, right? Sure. And so, yeah. um, and then my opportunity opened up for what I really wanted to do. So, um, you know, I, I, again, my degree, while it's not in what I've been doing for the last 20 years, uh, I, I still see value in it. So if you get an opportunity to, to pursue your true dream, I'd say jump on it. Jump on it. Yeah, no matter how long you're out, out, out of school, right? I love it. Yeah. We're going to take a quick break, say thank you to our sponsors. We hope that you'll stay with us so we can keep learning together more about my friend, Chris Allison. Titus Bartolotta is an entrepreneur, philanthropist, and community leader in Charlotte, and now an author of a dynamic book entitled The Master Within. This book was designed to motivate, energize, and educate. Learn how to paint with brush strokes of brilliance when you discover how to release the master living inside yourself. The Master Within makes a great gift for family, co-workers, and anyone searching for personal development. Again, the book is entitled The Master Within by Titus Bartolotta, and it's available anywhere books are sold, including Amazon.com. Chapter One Films provides high-quality video marketing services for business owners in the Charlotte and Lake Norman area. Their goal is to help businesses grow and tell their story more effectively using video. Visit ChapterOneFilms.biz to learn more. That's ChapterOneFilms.biz. Hi, Titus Bartolotta here from Collaborative Solutions Group. I'm very excited to tell you about a new program that we've launched. It's focused on personal development and business growth. 
The program teaches meaningful topics like your purpose, mindset, leadership, communication, gaining influence, and mastering time management, sales, and marketing. Learn more and get registered by visiting team-csg.com. Limited space, so visit team-csg.com. All right, we're back. You're listening to Solutions from the Huddle right here on ESPN Charlotte. I'm your host, Titus Bartolotta, and our guest today uh, normally sits in the co-host chair, but today he's sitting in the guest chair, and it's Chris Allison. Chris, you, um, you're you sharing with us about your passion, how you went for it, mm-hmm. you studied it, uh, you admired it, and, and for the last 20 years, you got to do it. Uh, today, your, your role is you are the sales director for ESPN Charlotte. I mean, that is pretty darn exciting. What exactly does that role entail? How are you adding value and impacting folks through radio, doing your passion in the role that you have today? Yeah, it's interesting because I know we'll go back and touch on some of the uh, the last 20 years. The sales side came up, came about about eight, I guess now it's been 13 years ago when when sales entered the the picture. Because that's where you make your money, right? That's you can get some job security if you if if you can sell, you're valuable to a company. And so, um, I actually fell in love with that aspect of it too, because I, I believe in radio. I think radio can be a great asset to business owners, small and large. Um, so that's what I do now, right? So um, I work with local business owners and advertising agencies, um, decision makers of businesses that want to grow their business, want to get maybe a branding message about their business to listeners uh, that would, in this case, um, you know, be attracted to what we do at 7.30 The Game ESPN Charlotte, which is eight hours of local programming every day. We've got the national flavor through the ESPN programming, play-by-play aspects of it, uh, relationships with the Charlotte 49ers, Clemson, Davidson, Winthrop, uh, the Charlotte Checkers locally. Of course, we have great relationships with the Panthers and the Hornets, and that's an attractive audience for a lot of yeah, businesses. No so, question. so that's what I do, uh, along with a lot of voiceover work. I, I produce a lot of commercials, sometimes too many. You'll hear my <laughs> voice after one after another after another. That's not good, by the way, in the industry, but that's just the reality of it because I like to do my own work. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So, But that's that's what I do today. Yeah, so... Yeah. So local businesses uh, can really get some exposure by getting their brand out. And, you know, is it fair to say there's millions of eardrums out there that that can tune in and listen to this station? Well, the potential's there. (laughs) You know, I mean, I think about a two and a half million um, population in the circle that we're able to cover during daylight hours. So So, so two and a half million people can tune in. Two and a half million people, let's be honest, how many of those folks are, are in tune with things like teamwork and, and leadership and sports and, and the enthusiastic vibe of our community, probably a lot of them, mm-hmm. yeah? Mm-hmm. And so what a great circle of influence and exposure that, that a local business can take advantage of. And you're the guy that they want to talk to sure. if they want to get their brand in front of all those people. Absolutely. And a simple email, chris at espn730.com. Again, chris at espn730.com is the way to get a hold of me. And what yeah. I love to do is sit down, learn about you, your business. Uh, hope, I, I've seen that uh, from you. That's hope, true. Hopefully yep. develop a, a trusting relationship on both sides and move forward as partners. It's a yeah. partnership, right? No, you know, I've got to yeah. be honest. I've, I've seen lots of folks in, in lots of marketing, whether it be TV, radio, dot-com stuff. Uh, and the way they approach it is a little different than what I've seen from you, Chris. I mean, I really do see you 
ask a lot of questions. It sounds like you want to create a solution. Mm-hmm. And, and if somebody maybe has a, a direction, a marketing idea that you don't think is going to get their phone to ring, I've seen you step in and say, um, I don't think that's going to work. <laughs> and I think you're going to pay me money and you're not going to get any value. Yeah, I, I've seen you not just take money. You also want to make sure that there's a result. Is that, sure. is that fair? Because I've seen it. And I think one of the biggest mistakes people make is they think that you know, hey, let's make an offer. And it's an offer that we, we're only going to give to your radio station so we can see if you're really going to work. And then that offer might be 5% off, mm. 10% off. You know, if, you're, if, if you want to make an offer, like if I were to right now drive to Collaborative Solutions Group, get on the radio and say the next 100 people that pull up to this office, Titus is going to give them a $100 bill. Well, $100, 100 people, that's a lot of money. Sure. Do you think we'd get response? Oh, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think so. I, I, you know, I think the parking lot would fill it, up pretty quickly. Is that something you want to do? No, probably not, right? But somewhere between no offer and $100 to 100 people offer, somewhere in, in the middle there is something that wipes so what off the forehead of our listeners. And they say, you know what? I will respond to that. I may not respond to 5 or 10% off of a hamburger, but I'll, I'll, I'll respond to... Uh, um, Buy one, get one free lunches and things like that. So, sure. so that's, you know, that's, that's some of the stuff I help you work through. So when so. people reach out to you, they're also tapping into 20 plus years of, of real world marketing experience because people pay you to talk on their behalf uh, through your voiceover work. Mm-hmm. And so it's not just about the exposure that you're going to get by being in front of two and a half million potential listeners. <laughs> you're also going to get this conversation, this almost marketing coach, <laughs> you know, Chris Allison, that's going to say, listen, I've done thousands of commercials. I've worked with hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of businesses. Here's what I've seen ha- has been fruitful over the last 20 years. Yeah. That is invaluable. And and again, I just, you know, if you have any interest at all yeah. in marketing your business or the business you work for to our listeners, send that email to Chris at ESPN730.com yeah. and we'll talk, man. Yeah. I recommend yeah. everybody considers that. Um, I want to ask you, what are some of the really cool interviews that you've done when you do play by play, when mm-hmm. you do interviews, when you, when you, you know, when you're doing this, this cool stuff that everybody thinks is, you know, this glamorous, they, they see everyone on TV on the sidelines with, you know, Michael Jordan, all the, but you've done those <laughs> things. And so who are some of the really cool people you've interviewed sure. and got to, to work with? Yeah. So I, the one that stands out and, you know, just to take you through this thing a little bit. While my first job, eight years in my hometown, full-time radio, I was a talk show host, 5.30 to 7 p.m. every night, Titus. Then uh, I moved to Wichita, and I do a morning show three hours a day, 6A to 9A. Did that for eight years. Moved here to Charlotte, and the first four years I was here, I was on the air four hours a day, 3 to 7 in the afternoon. So a lot of sports talk um, in the background here. And the, I'll tell you the one that st- stands out like crazy. There's two of them. Uh, one that stands out. Um, was we were offered the opportunity to interview Don King, okay, the great boxing promoter with the big oh, wow. hair, Don King, and it was via it was via phone. It, he was not going to be in studio, but they were promoting some big fight, and the f- call was supposed to happen at five thirty p.m. Uh, just at the beginning of our show. This is back in my hometown, right after nine eleven, mm. right after nine eleven. And the call doesn't come. Now we hit 5.45, 5.50. I've got another guest at 6 o'clock. The call doesn't come. And so we start thrashing the guy on the air. We're like, look, this, is, this, was, a, this was a ploy. They probably scheduled interviews all over the country, and he's not going to show up to any one of them. But all over the country, people are promoting that fight because they're saying, hey, coming up, Don King's here to talk about this fight, right? So the phone rings at 
and it's him. Oh my goodness. And dude, we we, we go 45 minutes of nonstop, took phone calls. Uh, he had just two days prior to that been down to the to, down to 9/11 um, to Ground Zero. Uh, he shared stories of what he saw. Um, it was more than about promoting a fight. Mm. Um, it was really magical radio, right? Wow. Uh, from from a source that I didn't anticipate um, that was going to bring us that, right? So um, it was an incredible experience. Uh, it, it, yes, he used every single opportunity. Probably every question I asked eventually turned in, not promotion for the fight, but promotion for our show. He knew things about our show that he should not have known. Oh, he knew wow. our names. He knew where we were from. He knew all this stuff, wow. right? And so that was kind of wild, too. Um, another story that stands out when I first moved to Charlotte, I get a text message from and this was 2013. Uh, so this is 13. So, okay. um, so back to, that was 2001 when yeah, that yeah, happened yeah. with Don King, 2013, I moved to Charlotte and I'm here two months. My family's not even here yet. I get a text message from Bobby Rosinski, who's still on the morning show here at 7.30 The Game. He was my co-host at the time when I spent the first four years here in the afternoon. And Bobby says, can you cover this press conference over at um, the Spectrum Center? And it's tomorrow at noon. I'm like, sure, who is it? And he said, well, this is Michael Jordan's um, uh, kind of the state of the organization presser about once a year or once every other year, he does something like this. I'm thinking, cool, man, that's amazing. Uh, I thinking to myself, I'm going to go over there and there's going to be 200 media members there. I'm not going to know any of them. We're going to be in some big room. It's Michael Jordan. It's, uh, he never speaks to the media. This is, this is going to be pretty cool, but it's not going to be like this intimate experience, but that's fine. This is going to be amazing. So I go to the arena and I'm first in a, a kind of a holding cell, right? We're in this, we're in this media room, small media room, and we're on hold. We're waiting for the great owner <laughs> to show the greatest basketball player of all time to show up. So I'm looking around, man. And again, I know nobody. I've just moved to town. I'm looking around in this room. I'm like, there's nobody here. Like, there's 12 of us. And sure enough, there was only, it was by invitation only. Our station had an invite. Bobby was nice enough to pass it on to me. So we walk out of the room. The, yes, the, the sports, um, the media relations director for the Hornets comes in, can, you know, tells us essentially the rules. And the rules, the rules were you could ask anything you wanted. You just couldn't take pictures or record it. Um, th they were going to have an audio recording. They were going to have one video recording of it. But, you know, they didn't want a bunch of people in there with cameras and anything. So they walk us into this room. And I'm, I go to the back of the line because I'm not getting in anyone's way. I'm new here. I don't know anyone, right? So we go to the back of the line, and there's Michael Jordan sitting at a round table in, in, in this room. And everyone goes and sits down. And, you know, all, all 12, there's 12 media members. And there's two seats available as I walk in. I'm in the back of the line. There's one uh, that's kind of directly across from Mr. Jordan, or there's one right next to him. And I said, forget it. I'm going next to him. And so I wow. sat next to him for a half hour and asked the last couple of questions. And, and it was really cool. You know, that's a, that's you didn't, a super you story. You didn't see those things in Kansas, right? Yeah. So you moved to Charlotte. You're like, ah, this is kind of crazy. So yeah, so I've had those opportunities. Um, I've, I've sat in front of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and interviewed him. I've had the opportunity to, to see collegiately some of the great superstars of of now the National Football League, see them up front and personal like Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers and, you know, when I was working uh, Kansas State football at the time. It's been, it's been amazing, this whole run. And, uh, you know, there's nothing I would give back, man. I just, I've, I've enjoyed everything. So, um, you know, now I've kind of dropped the on-air side, you know, just hosting, I, I host an hour show on Monday nights uh, down at Dilworth Neighborhood Grill and everything else is, is solely focused on sales. Um, but I wouldn't change anything, man. 
I love that. Yeah. Before we conclude the show, I know that you do voiceover work. Mm-hmm. So when you're not helping small businesses and medium and large size companies get exposure through through ad purchases mm-hmm. and development of a great ad, um, I know that you uh, allow your voice to be used for other people's benefit. <laughs> Tell us a, just a, in the, as, and again, we're almost out of time, but give us just a minute or two sure. on the voiceover part of you. Yeah, it's pretty simple. You know, I, um, most recently I got hired to do a political voice in that, in, um, Memphis, Tennessee, you know, of all places. Um, I do still do a lot of voiceover work in Kansas uh, for commercials, television, radio. Um, I, I'm on, you know, some, um, let's say voicemails for businesses. Like when it picks up, you'll hear mm-hmm. me. <laughs> Thank you for calling, you know, yeah, that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. Um, so you know, I, you and I are going to work together with your book, yeah. and uh, I, I'm going to help you out with that a little bit. So, whether it's books uh, that, that you know, books on uh, audio versions of books, maybe it's uh, m- you know, maybe there's a video that your company needs done for um, some informational type series that you're doing. Whatever it might be, um, I'm here. Yeah, you know, I'm here, and I'm easy easy to work with. And Super easy so, to work with, yeah. and, and and the plethora of knowledge and experience that you bring to the table is enormous. So, you know, listen, I would encourage everyone to take a moment and, and reach out to Chris. What's that email one last time, sure. Chris? It's Chris, and that's C-H-R-I-S, Chris at ESPN730.com. Yeah. Do yourself a favor and reach out to him. And don't forget to tune in every Saturday at 1030 a.m. to Solutions from the Huddle right here on ESPN Charlotte. Hey, guys, Titus Bartolotta here, your host for Solutions from the Huddle. I just wanted to thank you for tuning in today. If you want to listen to the show on demand, be sure to check out ESPNCharlotte.net or team-csg.com where we podcast the show so that you can listen to it on demand. Thanks again for your support. We hope you come back. The preceding commercial program was sponsored and paid for by the hosts of this program, Charlotte, North Carolina, which is solely responsible for its content.